brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Yes, it's sippin' time again. Well, and welcome to this sip episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. This is a one-hour show that's, I don't know, entertaining like every third show, maybe. Um, we are currently banned in four countries, the state of Alabama. Roll Tide. And we're the subject of a restraining order from several unnamed Hollywood celebrities. Hey, you said you were going to name them today. Well, we know one of them, Scarlett Johansson. And <laughs> if, call me. And if he Call gets anywhere Scarlett. near her, then there's going to be trouble. This is Made Man Bob. Joining me today are Made Man Brent. It's always a pleasure to be here. I like the uh, atmosphere here in the basement. It's nice in the basement. It's always nice. We got Made Man Maury. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for having me today. And by the way, you're looking very presidential in that outfit i like to try the top hat does it well yeah I, i'm going for the abe lincoln look and good old boy harmeet how was the play mrs lincoln <laughs> brent maury and myself are with the bourbon mafia the bourbon mafia is a non-profit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals with representation in seven states our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work the group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. And our show is sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the Enomatic Machine, serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. We can find them where? Uh, www.facebook.com slash fine spirits, or just skip all that and go to finespirits.net. There you go. We are also uh, brought to you by the Fort Lauderdale Whiskey Society. The Fort Lauderdale Whiskey Society, a great group of people here in Fort Lauderdale who combine a love for our lovely whiskeys. And we uh, have meetings on a monthly basis, so check us out on the web. And come drink with us. Come drink with us. Our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee. And today's show is on Jefferson's. Well, we're moving on. You give me that look. Is JJ He's never heard that before. Are you like complaining because? Oh, I get it. I used it when we did the Jefferson thing a couple months ago. Okay. Come on. <laughs> The presidency of the United States of America. Come on. You don't get it? Oh, good yes. Lord. You heathens. I knew, our our I knew regular listeners you're get dating, it. Yeah. You're dating yourself. <laughs> our regular listeners will remember the show we did a few months ago on the Jefferson's Wood Experiment series. This time we're going to be tasting some of their regular lineup of products. And we want to give a big thank you to Trey Zoller from Jefferson's who Woo-hoo, helped Trey. us out. Sent us the samples for the show. And we're going to ask Maury to tell us a little bit about Jefferson's. Thank you, Bob. As we discussed in our last show, Jefferson's was founded in 1997 by Trey Zeller and his father, Chet Zeller. With several generations of their family having been involved in the bourbon business as far back as 1799, it's safe to say they have whiskey in their blood. I've got some in my blood right now. I think you probably do. I wouldn't want you to be driving right now. Glad you're in the basement. Uber. When they decided to open their business, they chose to name their new company in honor of Thomas Jefferson. out of respect for his accomplishments, curiosity, and experimental spirit. They started up their new brand initially as a non-distiller producer, sourcing barrels from various sources, including the famed Stitzel Weller Distillery. And it was those barrels that were used to create the original releases of the Jefferson's Presidential Select series of whiskeys. Collectors all over the world have come to covet these bottles, especially the early releases of the 17- and 18-year-old Presidential Select or JPS for short. I didn't know enough to hold those. I drank them or sold them. Damn it. As did most of us. Drink them. Recently, 
Jefferson's has taken the next step in their natural evolution to become a full-fledged distiller by moving their home to the Kentucky Artisan Distillery in Crestwood, Kentucky. As we had mentioned in our previous Jefferson's episode, Trey Zeller has a history of experimentation in the bourbon business, having been the driving force behind Jefferson's Ocean Series, and has also experimented with various cask finishes, from wine barrels to rum casks to wood experiment series from our last show, where they took four-year-old bourbon that had been aged in new charred white oak barrels and then finished it in 13 different environments and barrels, including new bourbon barrels, new wine barrels, wine barrel heads, and a new bourbon barrel, seared oak staves that were inserted into the barrels, or slow-cooked oak cubes that were inserted into the barrels. If you want to hear more about that process, you can listen to our show entitled Hail to the Chief in our back catalog. Oh my, oh my. Oh, my, my, my. It was a good show. It was a good it show. Was it was a, good a show. great show, yeah. But for now, let's Thank get you, to George. the list of whiskeys from Jefferson's that we'll be tasting today. We're going to be starting with Jefferson's Very Small Batch, followed up by Jefferson's Very Small Batch Private Selection by Norman's Liquors of Sarasota, Florida. Then we'll be moving on to Jefferson's Reserve 90.2 Proof, followed by Jefferson's Reserve Pritchard Hill Cabernet cask finished, also clocking in at 90.2 proof. Jefferson's Ocean Voyage number nine at 90 proof. And finally, Jefferson's Barrel Aged Manhattan at 68 proof. All right. Well, let's have uh, Brent tell us about our sips ratings. Okay. With our sips ratings, we uh, We'll be discussing all of our segments, and we'll give it a rating after each uh, after each review of these. And so we'll have our sips ratings, and our sips ratings go a little bit like this: one sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out that my mouth. Two sips. Nice. You resemble that. I resemble that remark. Resemble. Two sips. Nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was that again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Five sips. Oh my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness! Yes! 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 All right. Is, is Windows trying to kill your computer? What's going on? Yeah, apparently. Uh, so I why don't we that get was the doorbell for the guy that was uh, responsible for that sound? Yes. Well, why don't we get to starting to taste these whiskeys? So uh, our first one is going to be introduced by Harmy. Oh, thank you very much. All right. Um. What what so what's I've been drinking? Our first product is the Jefferson's Very Small Batch, and that comes in at forty one point one five ABV or eighty two point three proof. This first expression is a, a blended of four different Kentucky straight bourbon whiskeys of different ages and marries them together. And one of the components of this uh, is a bourbon that was uh, one of these bourbons is fifty five percent of the total, and they do that to maintain a consistent profile. Um, now I'm not sure about this, uh, Mari. You met these guys. Um, you're you're friends with them, I guess. Trey or something. No, but I've been to a couple of events where both have been there. Um, are, are are these uh, are these all their own distillate? These new bourbons? No, these uh, are. Sourced. I don't believe any of their stuff that's on the market is currently their own. They are uh, starting to distill, but I think that juice is uh, still a couple of years away. This is all sourced whiskey, mm-hmm. so they've been sourcing casks from all over. And then, as mentioned, uh, blending them. Okay. Well, I think they do a good job with the blend. Uh, I thought it was a little bit young. First off, the color was uh, pale gold. And uh, on the nose, it was just really sweet corn, a little toasty oak. I got some spearmint, yellow fruit. I mean, it's, it's definitely not moonshine. It was just young. It, was, it, was, it wasn't like the traditional bourbon notes that you'd get. The palate was light, but I still had a good mouthfeel. Um, when I first sipped it, I thought it was a little hot, but then I came back to it. I think that was like my first sip of the evening. So I came back to it and it was, it was good. 
water did um, did help it. The fruit came out more. Um, I also got candied nuts. I got like marzipan, if if not marzipan, but like almonds, like almost like a Jordan almond thing going on. Um, the spinach. I mean, sorry, the finish was allspice. The spinach. The spinach. No, there was no spinach. The finish was, uh, I got a little allspice. Glad we pay you Tuesday for a bourbon today. Oh, wow. Bringing out the Popeye. You are old, Bob. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I liked it, but it wasn't great, so I could only give it two sips. Well, isn't that nice? All right. Brent, what'd you think? I hate to agree with Hermit. You know that, right? But it is. This is the lightest color of all of them. Um... It is uh, the proof is not. I think the proof brings it down a little bit. I think all the all the uh, flavors are muted because of that. So, but uh, I do get the same kind of notes. I get a little bit of vanilla and butterscotch on the nose. Um, I mean, that uh, was so muted. I didn't even get the vanilla. Yeah, it was very light. I mean, it was very light, and even on the palate, I get a little bit. The the oak is light. The the spice is light. The tobacco's light. Everything is light on it. You did, know, you, did you get that spearmint that I was talking about? Uh, a, a little bit on the second time, just a little bit of a, a little bit of that minty flavor on the second time, mm-hmm. you know. But the finish—it's a very short finish. Um, I'm not, you know. I wish it was. And I understand that it's, you know, it's meant for some people, and I think this in has is not enough, not enough oomph behind it for me. You know, it's a little bit, a little bit brought down too much. So, you know, I'm going to agree. I'm just going to give it a. I'm going to give it a two sips. Well, isn't that nice? Just, just admit it. There's nothing with enough oomph for you. Unless no, there's a lot of oomph oh, for there's, me. There's one thing that's enough oomph for the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I got everything in this damn computer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, yes, that was very timely and appropriate. Yeah, very, it's very good. much so. All right. Well, well, we'll be back with Popeye and Wimpy in a minute. Clouds and crashing surf, iridescent dunes reflecting by the line of a rising, glowing moon. Seashore mesmerizing, night breeze hypnotizing. We've come across these back roads none too soon. Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love And we're back, and we're still talking about uh, Jefferson's And uh, Maury, why don't you give us your thoughts? Thank you, Bob. Uh, as much as I have difficulty agreeing with some of the people at the table tonight, I would agree with a lot of things that have been said. Um, mm-hmm. You know, number one, we are proof hounds. We do love uh, cast strength. And I try to um, think that this whiskey may just be that it's not barrel proof. But I think we've got some other products later on today that we'll be tasting that work- that really articulate and demonstrate that regardless of proof, regardless of the fact that it's not cast strength, this whiskey is just really light. Um, a lot of times we'll refer to these lighter whiskeys as entry level, good every day, good for people. I think some of the later expressions will be good for people who are relatively new to bourbon. I don't think this whiskey is really a good example of what bourbon could or should be. Um, it really is not very complex. It's a relatively one note. It's got a beautiful nose. That is its high strength. And it's kind of all downhill from there. For me, it went past my palate extremely quickly. It had a very short finish, and like I said, relatively one note and not a lot of um, complexity. I think you and, and Brent were drinking too long. I, I, I thought the finish went uh, went pretty well. Um, well, okay. You just go on to the next whiskey too soon. <laughs> um, so in any event, it, it was not. Uh, it was certainly not a one. It was certainly not I washed my mouth out because it was obnoxious in any way, shape, or form. On the other hand, it just didn't have a lot of redeeming qualities hmm. for me. Um, I think at a higher proof, it might be better. 
I just think that, uh, and I didn't agree with Harmeet that it was young. I don't find it young. I really? just find it relatively light and and, yeah, and light. muted in I every think light is, in every is, manner. Right. So I I think it's going the right direction, but it just needs more oomph, more of a lot of things, as Brent would say. Um, so with that, I gave it two sips. Well, isn't that nice? All right, well, you see, sometimes if we leave the basement door open, people wander in. So, uh, you know, stumbling, left it open? stumbling down the stairs into our basement mm-hmm. is good old boy Justin. Uh, you tried this. What'd you think? Morning, gentlemen. I think that the um, small batch had the small, buttery, salty, it's buttery nose. Mic, Justin. There you go. Yeah. It was woody, and it was one note, but it did have a long finish. See, somebody was on my side about the finish. Mm. What do you give it? I give it two sips. Well, isn't that nice? We well, should have given him something better, you know. We'll give him something better. Okay. If he hangs out here long enough. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with you guys. It is definitely a lighter expression. I mean, it's it. that's me said. It's extremely well made. It's well put together. It's just a much lighter whiskey than I think a lot of us like you know we tend to like the stuff that's you know the brick into the face um lots of vanilla and caramel citrus definitely the a lot of mint and spearmint on the nose um the caramel the cinnamon uh good spice to it and and i'm i'm with mr happy over here i'm with i'm with i'm with popeye i think i think it a pretty good finish it you know on it uh you know it wasn't you know, an all-day finish but i think there was definitely a, a good bit more to it there well, so down Bob, uh, am I supposed to be Popeye in this analogy? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, you are Popeye. Um, I give it three sips. Interesting. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Uh, the name of the product is Very Small Batch. Uh, we all know that there's no specific definition in the industry for small batch. This is probably one of the few that I'm aware of that's called Very Small Batch. So what is a Very Small Batch to you or to Jefferson's? I know. It very, you know, that's the thing. It's it. What is a small batch compared to everyone else you know are you know are you comparing it to what you make internally or are you comparing it to the industry in general because i mean if if you're comparing the industry in general and you've got somebody like the size of jack daniels or jim beam who are you know making you know 25 50 100,000 gallons of proof product in an hour you know anything is a small batch you know it's it's a marketing tool you know it's it's Jefferson's is not Jim Beam, you know, so anything they think, anything they have, I think, in comparison would be a small batch. Yeah, they use for the small batch, for the very small batch, they use eight to 12 barrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how they make their small batch. For a lot big- of people with a small batch, they'll use 200 to 300 barrels. Yeah. So this is why they call it a very small batch. Mm-hmm. And, and I like the concept. I just would wish they would up the proof on that very small batch. Mm-hmm. All right, well, well maybe that they've got some younger whiskeys in there that are that are making it a little bit lighter. The color's light, the flavors are light. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's not just a com a problem of proof, but a problem of blending in some much younger whiskeys uh into that backbone whiskey. I think What's, you just what need do you to got drink there? More. What do you got there, Bob? I think you just need to drink more. Yeah. What's that you're pouring there? whiskey wants some oh nice all right well our next up is uh, another version of the jefferson's very small bash this is a private barrel selection uh we picked up from norman's liquors over in sarasota when uh, several of us were over there for the uh, sarasota whiskey obsession festival great show if you can make it down i highly recommend it um so this is basically the very small batch, but a, a private pick um you know, I, I'm getting a lot of the same stuff that I was getting on the regular one. I'm definitely getting the caramel. I'm definitely getting the citrus. And uh, the mint on this one isn't nearly as high as the other one. Uh, but I'm definitely getting some dried fruit on the palate. And on this one, the fruit really seemed to come out a little bit with just a tiny little drop of water. And I think the finish on this one was was longer than the other one. It's, I would agree with you. It's not, you know, again, it's not an all day finish, um, but you know, for what it is and for the price, I think it's got a pretty good finish on it. Um, I really liked it. I, I give it a solid three. Interesting. Yeah, when when I compare this one to the one we just did, you know, this being a store pick, everything is kind of the same for me on this, but this is amplified. Mm. So I get more of the tobacco on the finish and more of the pepper on the finish. 
and and the finish is a little bit longer. And so, you know, because of that, I have to, it's because, you know, they've taken the time and they've picked something a little bit better. It is better than the, than the regular small batch. And so I am going to give this a three sips. That's the wrong noise. Wrong button. Sorry. All right. What'd you think, Mr. Happy? Hey, I'm happy all the time. You can tell from my sparkling personality and my wonderful tone of voice. Um, you know what? This was better. This uh, my notes were it was the first one on steroids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just amped up. Exactly. Yeah. It's. Um, but how does how how does their batch program work? I mean, um, I've done several private barrels. I taste a bunch of barrels. I've had uh, you know friends and colleagues come taste with me, and we decide on a single barrel. But this you, is not a single barrel it's not product. A single, it's, yeah. it's a, so it's this is our version of the small batch. So how do yeah. so, so how many how many stores got this? I mean, what has happened with this? I have no idea. I think what they do is they take it in, make it into a small batch, and then they barrel it from that. Yeah. And so they barrel the the batches together, and then you get to pick that pick from that. Mm. Yeah. So, but no, I'm I, not sure. I you think know, it's so definitely it it's definitely like 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 you said it's 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 the one we just had, but you know amped up. Right. And, and you know, definitely a lot of the stuff that was muted has come out. Well, it's interesting because when we were all sort of doing our initial tasting, a lot of us initially thought there wasn't a lot of difference. And I mm-hmm. was one of those who didn't think there was much difference between this and the regular. And as the... Well, yeah, it's not a whiskey, lot of difference. It's just yeah, amped up a little. But, right, yeah, but right. as the whiskey sort of evolved a little in the glass, perhaps as we've tried some other things and come back to it, I do think that the difference is a bit more magnified than I initially thought. I think it is amped up. Um, I, at this point, if I had to taste them blindly side by side, I, I wouldn't, not sure I would pick them as being the same whiskey, uh, maybe even a different expression because it is more amped up. It's got a longer finish for sure. It's got more on the nose and it's got a little more complexity on the palate. So it's definitely moved in a, it, not only it's well-made, but it's definitely moved in a, in a much improved direction. All right, Brent, what's your rating? Me? I gave it a three. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about harm? So I didn't give it a rating. Uh, yeah, yeah, not yet. I I kind of disagree with both you guys, I'm, or all three of you gentlemen. I I can I don't think it differentiates it, differentiates itself enough from the first one. Um, I think you're either romanticizing it, and you are just dupes of the system. And you know, there's something wrong with all of you guys. So it's just two sips, man. Two sips. Well, isn't that? Yeah, I mean, the only reason I gave it three sips versus two sips is because I could tell the difference between the two, and I could see the improvement from being a single. I can tell the difference. I don't think yeah. it's improved. Well, I think it's the yeah. same. Uh, I'll cut to the chase and say I didn't think it rose to the level of three sips. Although I do agree with you, Brent, that it's different. Right. Um, right. For me, it's, for me, it's you know, if we had a half sip, it'd be a different story. For me, it's right. still two exactly sips. That you know, but I agree well, that it's that better. I, I only wanted to give it another sip just to differing differing between the two of them. So. What does Nigel say? These go to eleven. Oh, that's what Nigel says. Oh. <laughs> this doesn't go to eleven. Not one of these. It is. It is a notch up, maybe, but it's not not enough to give it an extra sip. Justin, what's our stray say? say? Yeah, I would give it three sips. I got a like a Febreze or mint nose on it, and then uh, black licorice on the back end. Did you say Febreze? Yeah, I did. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> I don't and find that an appealing note for bourbon. It was, it was decent, but not memorable, and that's why I gave it the three sips. You're being kind. So I can spray my couch with bourbon, and I can tell my wife it's Febreze. Exactly. Something like that. You don't spray. That's just called spillage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got Brent. Okay. With this, uh, this expression is the Jefferson Reserve. It's uh, 45.1% ABV or a 90.2 proof. And this expression started out in 1997 as a 15-year-old bourbon. And then in 2003, still using over 50% of that original mash bill, they, be- they began to blend up the three more bourbons with the original Jefferson's Reserve. So again, this is this is a very light, uh, golden in color. Um, it's got a very pleasant nose with the traditional notes of vanilla, butterscotch on the nose, and when that when the palate has got the hints of oak, light brown sugar, vanilla, a little bit of hint of tobacco. Uh, it's got a very pleasant mouthfeel. There's a creamy finish. It's a little bit short to medium finish, but it's a very traditional. Very traditional. It's one that I can see that if you have, 
this would be one that you could have in your in your liquor cabinet, and it would be pleasant for everybody. There's nothing offensive about it. There's nothing that stands out about about it or anything. Just a nice, uh, nice solid little bourbon that not you know that I everybody should have. I'm going to give it a solid three. Interesting. All right. What'd you think, Maury? Uh, Maury's still pouring his second sip. I'm still pouring. Sorry. Um, I liked it. I think it's a step up. Uh, I'm disappointed that it's no longer a 15-year expression. We all know why that happened, probably uh, in the interest of uh, cost and supply, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I do think it's on the lighter side of bourbons, uh, much like the first two expressions. It's it's definitely a light entry level early morning whiskey uh not something that you're going to expect to really hit you hard in the teeth uh, in any way shape or form i think we have a, a show uh title breakfast whiskey there you go yeah. uh <laughs> but Club. uh I, I do think that this has a has a, as exactly as brent has described it a traditional bourbon nose it's got all the notes that brent uh, mentioned, and I won't bother to repeat them except to say that it's very traditional in its uh, bourbon nose, which is a sharp contrast to the first whis- two whiskeys, which really had very little of the traditional bourbon elements to the nose. Right. Um, I think on the palate, it's light, but again, it's got the beginnings of all the things you expect in bourbon, caramel and toffee and creme brulee and vanilla and things like that. Um, of note, um, it does have a much longer finish than the first two whiskeys. It really goes on quite a bit longer. Again, I wouldn't call it an all-day finish, as Bob would like to refer to. But it'll but, last till lunch. Yeah, but it, it'll it'll at least <laughs> last to your next sip. Um, so, the funny thing is he's sitting here laughing about bourbon at breakfast like he's never done it. Good Lord. <laughs> I'm laughing at you. yesterday. It's what he had. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, it's what he had for breakfast this morning. I'm a scotch guy. I'd rather do scotch any day. I think for the, um, you know, I think for the... Um, entry level and or uh non whiskey geek it it's pleasant it's it's not very complex it's um in my opinion i like to call it one note it's very you know monochromatic on the palate um but it's pleasant again nothing offensive about it um but i do like the finish quite a lot and because i like the finish and uh the nose quite a bit better and to differentiate it uh as my colleague said uh, i'm gonna give it three sips interesting all right. Justin, what'd you think? I think that the nose was um, woody and very spicy. It was pretty light on the front end, but a little bit of spice on the back end. And I tasted some burnt chestnuts, and I would also give it three sips. All right. Interesting. Burnt chestnuts. Has anybody else gotten burnt chestnuts? I was going to say. Yeah, no, well, no, I went no. out one time to this nude beach, and I fell asleep. And Yeah, there you go. It was bad. It was well, very, I think very those bad. would be called burnt peanuts. <laughs> no, he's talking about the nuts somebody put on his chest. He's yeah. being overly generous <laughs> with himself. <laughs> Look, um, I, I'm uh, this good old boy Harmate here, uh, in case you couldn't tell from the, the swarthy accent. Swarthy accent. I'm doing it like this, so let me say, I, I agree with Justin. You know, there is some some nuttiness here. But uh, neither Mori or Brent said it. it. To me, it's marzipan. It's that almond candy type thing coming out. Didn't Nobody got that almond note? No? Uh, I got a lot more vanilla out of it. More vanilla. And that was yeah. something completely different. Yeah. Uh, this this was more the traditional. Um, you know, I, I tasted some of these, uh, a batch of this when they first came to Florida. And it's a different animal from then. Uh, this current stuff is, is good. There's well-made whiskey. It's just not doesn't distinguish itself enough. And um, hey, I'm still drinking it. I gave it three sips. I'm back again. Interesting. All right. Well, let's see. Bobby let's, Joe, did you did you rate this one? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Um, a lot of oak and spice on the nose. Uh, dark chocolate, kind of cocoa. I definitely no chocolate. I definitely got the the sweetness. I don't know if it's marzipan or or cotton candy, but I definitely got that sweetness on the back end. A little bit dry, a little bit of butterscotch, a little bit of clove spice on it. Uh, a good solid whiskey. I give it a three. Interesting. Good, good call on the clove. I didn't I didn't taste it till you said. That's, yeah, it's all the way in the back. Spice, yeah. yeah, it's 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 not quite like a baking spice mix, but I'm definitely picking up clove on it. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, our next product is going to be introduced by Maury. All right. Thank you, Bob. 
So the next whiskey is the Jefferson Reserve Pritchard Hill Cabernet Cask Finished. Clocks in at 45.1% ABV or 90.2 proof. Now there's a novel proof. Um, the second Jefferson's to be released with a wine barrel finished, and the first was a Groth Cask Cabernet finish. This expression was released in the fall of 2016. It is a blend of three different bourbons that were blended together and then finished in barrels previously used to age Pritchard Hill Cabernet Sauvignon from the Chapelet Winery. Love that wine. Yes, Love absolutely. That freaking now, wine. Chapelet is delicious, but their Pritchard Hill is their high-end uh, reserve, if you will, version of their Cabernet, and it is fantastic. Over the top. Yeah, over the top. And uh, hard to get. Um, I have some. Yeah. But generally speaking, hard to get, hard to find. And when I saw that, I just couldn't resist buying the bottle the minute it hit the shelves. Um, I love the Pritchard Hill. I do love cask-finished uh, whiskeys, and um, and this one is, is no exception. It's got some nice color. It's got a hint of uh, redness in the color. Yeah, just it, it, it when the light hits it a certain way, you pick it up. When you hold yeah, it down on a piece of paper, you, it's not readily apparent, but it just... There's that glint. Yeah. and uh, You can't tell anything in the basement anyway. You need to get better lighting in here, Bob. I have one light bulb. Yeah, but it flickers all the time. Uh-huh. I thought they. It, I thought incandescents were supposed to go the door. Power's the not good burn. here in the eastern block. What do you want from me? What if we upgraded that light bulb from 20 watts to 30 watts? He can't afford that. What are you he spent all his money on whiskey. Good Lord. That's like 50% again on the electric bill around here. Come on, man. Um, anyway, moving right along, the uh, the nose on this whiskey is by far the most complex of any we've seen. It's got just lots and lots of interesting layers, and you definitely pick up uh, uh, the wine. There's definitely more wine influence, I think, on the nose than anything else, uh, including the palate. Um, I think the palate is interesting. Um the uh, on the palate, it's got a, a nice body. It feels good on the palate. It's got nice weight. It coats the mouth. Uh, it's got the traditional bourbon flavors of uh, caramel and vanilla, and then it's got these complex uh, dark fruit uh, flavors that seem to come out. And um, and then the finish. The finish is nice and long. All right. Well, we'll get back to Maury in just a second. It's not just the destination. But baby, the whole elation Riding down this lover's avenue As slow as a willow blows Or as fast as the whirlwind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view All right, and we're back, and we're talking about Jefferson's Pritchard Hill Cabernet Cast Finish. Maury? Thank you, Bob. Uh, as I was saying, the finish on this whiskey is uh, by far the longest of anything we've tried today. I is there any left? There's I, not much. I might have killed it. Yeah, here's nah. some over here. It's, yeah. it's delicious. You, it's sir. got a nice finish. Again, it's a complex whiskey. It's definitely different from everything else we've had. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, I think it's a really nice uh, bourbon for wine drinkers. Um, again, not a huge wine influence, but definitely something that adds dimension to the whiskey, adds body, adds color, adds palate, adds finish. So with that, I give it four sips. That's that's actually a resounding uh, endorsement, actually. <laughs> All right. I'm surprised. Brent, what do you think? Okay, well, this, the the color there is a nice amber gold color. That's what I like about it. You get that. You don't get the red glints. I get no, red glints. It's just, well, yeah, it's yeah. just ever so subtle. Of yeah. Just it's not even a. Re- it's more of just sort of a reddish glow to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And on the nose, I get a lot of fruit. That's what comes out to me oh, right, yeah. right off the bat. Is I get it over it over kind of overpowers the bourbon notes on the nose with the fruit, and then when you, as soon as you taste it, you get that sweetness right off the right off the bat. And then as 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 you go back towards your finish a little bit, when you when you start to get to your finish, you get the bourbon notes, you get the tobacco, the pepper, 
and you get a little, I get a little bit of hint of brown sugar. And this does, this is the longest finish that we have of any of them. Not quite what I want to, what I want in the bourbon. It's a little bit too sweet for me. I can see where some people are going to enjoy this a lot, but I'm just going to give this a solid three sips. Interesting. Mr. Happy? Well, um, again, the color we've gone over and over again, copper, gold. I got uh, copper, gold, uh, ruby glints. The nose, right off the bat, was caramel, but then it went crazy with lots of wonderful a complexity coming out. I got bread pudding. I mean, I smelled oh, yeah. bread pudding. That's yeah, with that red the, fruit. Yeah, you're you know, right on that. This was you this was gorgeous. Uh, oh, I'm just coming back to it. And one thing that hit me was spiced plum. Yeah. There was, uh, I mean, red plum, red fruit, and there was some yellow fruit, and then and then it went to spiced plum, and it was like, wow, this is really great. And I wanted so much to love this whiskey. But I agree with the other gentleman at the table. It, even though it translates into the palate, it didn't bring enough to the palate. Um, it was a softer version of the nose. Great traditional bourbon. Um, I wanted a little bit more complexity on the palate. So, I, I mean, I wanted to give it five, but it didn't quite get there. The nose was stunning. So because the palate let me down, the finish was good, I gave it four. This is Justin, the Wandering Drinker. I got a red velvet nose off this one. It was very light flavor on the front end. And there was a rose petal short finish on the back end. I gave it a solid three sips. It was an interesting bourbon. Interesting. I'm looking for that rose petal now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, think, I think you hit it with the yeah. bread pudding. That definitely, it's like a cross between bread pudding and a and a fruit cake. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah, the, the, the nose the plums and the raisins when you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the those, nose is yeah. like it, it's like a giant bowl of like macerated fruit, yeah, jammy, exactly. jammy fruit, red stewed plums, but, and cherries. But the caramel, the, the bread is there. The custardy, yeah. bready note. Going yeah, there. I got more, more, much more fruit than bread yeah. or custardy. Really, I, I think the wine. No, the fruits, on the, de- nose. the fruits definitely there. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do I do agree on the fact that I you know I think there's nothing wrong with this whiskey I like it a lot I'd be happy to drink this on a regular basis um, I think you know sometimes it's one way and sometimes the other I think the nose is actually even better than the palate on this one you know, a lot of times it's the other way around uh, but on the palate uh, you know the wine influence is not as big on the palate as it is on the nose. Um, I pick up the jammy, deep, rich, jammy fruits. I pick up a little bit of nuts on it. I definitely pick up that floral character on the You're always picking up nuts, Bob. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I found you. Um, Well, Justin used to walk in here. (laughs) You know, a little bit dry. Uh, You know, the wine influence on it was was great. I think it was a a good pairing. Um, It's got a really good finish on it. Did any of you guys try this with water? Yeah. Nope. I don't think it. I don't think the water helped it. No, and I give it a solid four sips. That's classified. You know, I I, I just tried it again with water, and I think I, this will actually make my personal collection. This is coming home with me. Really? Not if I have yeah, anything to water. say about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our our next expression is going to be introduced by Maury. I just did the last one. Oh, I get to go you again. Did do that he one. wants to drink. Leave him I'll alone. Drink. I'll, I'll introduce. Who was doing this? This is oh no, ocean. it was Brent. You wanted to do the ocean. The ocean. Okay. Yeah, this is another of Trey Zeller's. Uh, this is the ocean uh, Jefferson Ocean Voyage Nine. Uh, comes in at forty five percent ABV or ninety proof. It's another one of the experiments. Uh, this is the ocean release. It consisted of five barrels of new make whiskey that was put on a research ship, where we remained for three and a half years. Before being bottled, that was Ocean One, yeah. That was yeah. the original, yeah. Yeah, the the uh, these last ones I think are only a few a few months or like three months to six months or something. But the bottles from that first uh, small release were immediately grabbed by collectors um, and some of us drinkers. Um, with that initial success, Trey has now commercialized this experiment and sent hundreds of barrels around the world. Each voyage of Jefferson's Ocean typically consists crosses the equator four times. Visits five continents and over thirty ports on the average sailing. Now that's the kind of uh, sailing I want to be on. Yeah, I know you've been to a few ports. You are a sailor. Yeah. <laughs> so this Voyage Nine was initially released to the public on January tenth of two thousand and seventeen. Now uh, the color I 
you know, when you th- when you think about it being on a vessel and all the movement it's going to get, you'd think that the color would be darker. But I really don't see a lot of difference in the color of this, you know, compared to compared to the regular Jeffersons. Um, so it's it's about the same, and the, and they brought it down. And it's, I think maybe that's because they brought it down to ninety proof instead of yeah. kicking it up a little bit. So I, you know, it's the same kind of color. Um, the big difference in this and the nose on the palette is is that you can tell everything is amplified with it from the regular. So I get the same. So I get the same uh, same notes on the nose, but it's all amplified. So it's just like going from the small batch to the regular amplified it up. And now this These go to eleven. Yeah, and this and this went up to the ocean, so it and it, it amplified it even more. So I so I get more oak, more vanilla, lots of that, lots more tobacco, and a lot of pepper. And uh, the finish lingers a lot longer, and you know it leaves a lot more tobacco than I on the on the finish than I would prefer. But I enjoyed this and the previous ex- expressions a lot more than this one. But um, you know I am going to give it a four sips. That's classified. All right. What did you think, Maury? I like the ocean. Uh, I thought that the, uh, again, echoing what Brent said, it had the, um, with the exception of the Pritchard, it definitely had the biggest nose. Uh, it had a lot going on, had a lot of layers um, on the palate. Nice, much more traditional bourbon, um, typical flavors of. It's going to be hard to beat that nose on that Pritchard. No, it's not going to be the Pritchard. Yeah, that that nose nose will blow your head off. But again, the Pritchard nose is not a traditional bourbon nose. No, no, it's not. A wine lover's nose. Yeah, if you're a wine lover, man, that is the one for you. Yeah, it really was uh, very nice. I've left a wine or two in my time. Yeah. Uh, But in any event, I think this is an extremely well-made bourbon. Um, I I think that it's got... uh, you know all the makings of of the things that you look for uh i like the fact that uh that the amp everything was amped up a bit uh to quote brent amped up nose amped up flavors amped up on the palate the finish was definitely uh quite a bit longer and uh, with the exception of the uh cask finish it was definitely my favorite expression uh so far uh of the standard uh jefferson's line uh, and by the way, those cask finishes are fairly limited. Once they're gone, they're gone. So if you are a wine lover and you're interested in the uh, Pritchard, uh, grab, it. grab it while yeah. you see it. Uh, the oceans, they've had a number of voyages. I don't see a lot of variation from voyage to voyage. Early on, when we were about yeah. three or four voyages in, some people debated whether voyage three was the best mm-hmm. of the bunch. And had they gotten it right after a couple that may or may not have been right um i think that they've really got it standardized and pretty well down and i really don't see a lot of variation from voyage to voyage i like it it's a it's a it's a good whiskey it uh it ought to be part of most people's collection it's well made i give it three sips interesting all right justin what'd you think i got um raisin on the nose and i thought it was uh, a very very good nose the bourbon flavor itself was traditional and it had the standard finish and i would give it three sips interesting all right mr happy i am the iconoclast at the table you couldn't spell that if your life depended on it <laughs> i have what's i his have name? serious belting for me what's his name happy mr sir happy um i I disagree with you guys. Uh, I think you're you're buying, you're drinking the Kool Aid. Uh, I think Ocean Voyage finished uh, spirits are something that are awesome. I've tasted a few. My favorite happens to be Kelt XO you know, Cognac. This one, I don't think I'm not getting the salinity. I'm not getting the depth of character. I'm not getting any of the color that you'd expect. Okay, well, I hate to interrupt, but I agree with you. Now, if you're going to talk about comparing it to other things, it does not uh, have salinity. It doesn't have ocean characteristics. Right. There's but, no... but you're right. What we discussed was it's an evolution of the previous products of the reserve and the very small batch. Again, I think you guys but, are drinking the Kool-Aid because I don't see this as an evolution. I don't think it I don't think it changes that much. And I think it, frankly, to me, it smelled kind of green. It smelled young again. You guys are... I, I mean, the raisin note, I'll give that, Justin, I, I I think you called it there, but I can't give this any more than two sips. I was disappointed. Well, isn't that nice? Nice. Nice of you. I'll alert the media. 
Anybody got a salt shaker? If we had a little salt, <laughs> salt. he might like it better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. He's somebody. Apparently, last night she wasn't nice to him. Bob, tell us what you thought. I thought it was. I thought it was very good. Uh, I thought it had an excellent nose to it. Uh, I actually picked up a little popcorn note on the back end of it. Uh, it's definitely got a. It's it's a lot more rich and dense. Uh, a little more seriously than the regular standard offering. Yeah. Ah. Uh, there's a lot of spice drink, to it. Am I drinking the same sample you guys are? Justin, put that salt no, we're shaker not, down. We're not giving you what we're drinking. What are you kidding? We're not spending good liquor on you. Um, old leather, you know, a little bit more dry, dark wood. It's got a little bit of a dry finish to it and a much longer finish. Uh, yeah, I give it a solid four. That's classified. Four. Mm. Wow. I must I must be pouring the wrong sample. I don't understand what you guys are drinking. Well, you never learned to read, so that doesn't surprise me. Hey. I'm not making any political jokes today, so I won't do that. <laughs> it's not political. You just don't know how to read. Um, I was, I was going right. there. Where's our next one? Uh, all right, Maury. We're going to okay. have you do the next one. <clears throat> my, actual, oh, actually, my, I want to read to you my actual note. Meh. Meh. It's about all, all I right. can spell. <laughs> For our yeah, last expression, <laughs> we're going to have something completely different. Uh, this is the Jefferson's Barrel Aged Manhattan at 30. And now for something completely different. Thank you. 34% ABV or 68 proof. In April of 2013, Trey was at a book launch party for his friend, Chef Edward Lee, where he met David Granger, the editor in chief of Esquire magazine. Trey had made up a barrel aged Manhattan cocktail made with Jefferson's for the occasion, and David liked it so much that he and Trey spent the next two and a half years developing different recipes to create one together. They narrowed it down to three recipes and aged batches of each in a 53-gallon barrel before finally selecting the one they brought that they thought was the ultimate Manhattan. It starts out with 125-proof bourbon, which is blended with both sweet and dry vermouth, some barrel-aged spiced black cherry bitters, and then it's placed in a used bourbon barrel to age and mellow for four months. Uh, this um, spirit is designed to be chilled and enjoyed. Um, it's got a nice color. It's a traditional bourbon color. If you didn't know differently, you'd probably think it was bourbon. Um, on the nose, there's a lot going on. Definitely not as much as some of the Manhattans, but you definitely hint, uh, pick up some hints of citrus, uh, a little bit of the bitters, and uh, a hint of the vermouth in there. On the palate, it's a, it's a very nice effort. Um, it's not my favorite barrel-aged uh, Manhattan, but I think it's very pleasant. It's very middle of the road. Uh, it's got the usual flavors uh, that one would expect in a Manhattan. Uh, it's not too sweet. It's definitely not too bitter. It's definitely uh, showcasing the whiskey uh, along with uh, the vermouth uh, and the bitters. However, the one thing I would say is, although I like my Manhattans chilled and up, uh, once you mix this with ice, whether you shake it or you stir it or you pour it on the rocks, um, it really dilutes down very, very quickly. I think it would be best enjoyed uh, with the bottle either kept in the freezer for a short period of time uh, or in the refrigerator and served fairly chilled and perhaps even in a chilled glass um, so you don't need to dilute it very much. This is another one where perhaps whiskey stones would be of a benefit. Um, so I would have liked to see them make it, uh, just a little bolder, a little bit more, um, of everything so that it could stand up to ice. I think the beauty of these uh, ready-made cocktails is you pour them over ice and stick them in a to-go cup and you're ready to go. So I, I liked it very much. I like where it's going. Um, I think it's a very nice offering. And with that, I give it a solid three sips. Interesting. All right. Brent, what do you think? Well, I like the concept of it. You know, you get this. You get the, a drink in a bottle, and that's basically what you get. So when you get the you get the hints of uh, you know the nose, you get the hints of cherry and everything. But uh, for me, I would have li I would have liked more a little bit more oak in it, you know, from the barrel to coming through. But what uh, you know for somebody to have this and not have all the ingredients on their shelf, it's a great thing. So I so I want to have that. I want to have that in the bar, and uh, so I'm going to give it a, a solid three sips. Interesting. Right. Harm, what do you think? Um, I agree with uh, Brent. It needed a little more time in the barrel, so I'm going to give it uh, two sips. Well, isn't that nice? Now, Justin, what did you think? The bitters uh, hit you on the nose right away. It's really well balanced, and as a wandering drinker, it's the way to go. All right. 
Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can catch all of our episodes online, as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip, Suds, and Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at info at Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Our daily tasting notes go out on Twitter every day at Sip, Sud, Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Please do us a favor, and if you're listening to this episode, especially on iTunes, please rate this episode. It's a big help to us, it helps us with our ranking, and it also helps us to know that we're doing a good job. I want to thank our host for joining us today. Thank you, Brent. It's always a pleasure to be in the basement. It's a little bit damp this time of year, though. Thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. I'm sorry I didn't dress more presidential like you today. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Harm. One day they'll change the Constitution so I can be president. <laughs> thank you to the wandering guy who just came into the basement. Thank you so much. It was a great place to wander into. <sighs> All right. For Sips, Suds, and Smokes, this is Made Man Bob, and we thank you for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink cheap whiskey. I it's really not cannot disagree with you every time. I, you got to change that out, outro. It's it's life too short to drink bad whiskey. There's good cheap whiskey out there. No? There's no cheap whiskey at your store. That's for dang sure. <laughs> evil. Whiskey starts at 10 bucks in this store. Oh boy, is this great? Mm-hmm. For the airplane bottle? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a hundred dollar airplane bottle at the store. There's oh some crazy my. stuff there. Really? Oh yeah. my. Awesome. Oh my, my, my. <laughs> This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.